On BYU Sports Nation, basketball is back. What's your number one overreaction following last night's Cougar tip-off? Championship! Okay. We'll go two-on-one with BYU football defensive end Sione Takitaki and why he's not overreacting about a 1-7 in record. Mm, plus our weekly visit with Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick. What would he say to Kalani Sitake one-on-one right now? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. We're back, and we are live. BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This is your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Happy Thursday, October 26th. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the bold prediction savant, Brian Logan. Hey, man, it's not what I do, it's who I am. I said on Saturday when I was in North Carolina that I can tell how crazy your bold prediction is (laughs) based on the cadence and the tone (laughs) of the laugh that you offer after you make said bold prediction. And Saturday's was absolutely out there. It was, it was, man, that's a fact, dude. It was, uh, you know, one of us got our bold predictions right. It was you. I was, you know, I tried to give it to you, but uncle Dave McCann was like, no, he doesn't, he doesn't count. He just, that's just an opinion. He's not in the, he's not in the drawing. So Hey, I tried to give you some points, man. Somebody would have, somebody would have finally got a bold prediction, right. But you know, yeah. Dave McCann had to squelch it. <laughs> I think mine's good again this week. Oh, boy. We take, we, I, we, we would take, give it away. I'm, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I've been here. Don't give I've it been away. Here, I've been here six years now. I know. I know not to do that. <laughs> but I remember, so we, we usually have our meetings, um, you know, over the phone conference. And this time we did it through text. And I was, I remember getting off the freeway and almost swerved a little bit because when I pushed in, I was like, <laughs> That's your Halloween laugh? No, that's just my, that's normal. That's my normal laugh. Oh my. <laughs> so this was going to be a good one too, man. I'm excited for it. Oh well, with that in mind, look forward to countdown to kickoff on Saturday, two Eastern, noon Mountain Time. It's all day football on BYU TV. Nice. Yes. Let's go, man. I'm ready for it. I've also got something on my mind that I need to get off my chest, but I'll wait until later in the show. And it deals with. How spoiled BYU fans are. Yeah, okay? we are spoiled. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I've been thinking about it a lot. And quite frankly, I'm fired up about it, Brian. I'm extra fired up about it, Spencer. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Not before we discuss the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football working for what has proved to be a very elusive second win this football season. Cougars hoping Saturday's matchup with San Jose State will provide just that. Head coach Kalani Satake told the media on Monday, BYU going all in to get that second win. I know those guys are are hard workers, and they're trying to build something in San Jose, and they're looking forward to coming here and and trying to steal one from us. And we need to protect our home turf and and, – Whatever means is necessary to win the game, we, whether it's being aggressive or scheme or game plan or personnel, it all, it all matters right now. Once again, coverage of San Jose State. BYU begins Saturday, 2 Eastern on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff, followed by the live game with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and Lauren McLean on the call. By the way, 
Another injury to report for BYU football. Sad. On his Instagram account, sophomore defensive back Troy Warner reporting that he will miss the rest of the season due to an injury, saying, road to recovery starts tomorrow. I'll be back in 2018 to give you the summary. Man, when it rains, it pours, man. I mean, what else can you say? It's just sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't get lucky. And when you, whenever you don't get lucky, it feels like it's all coming down at the same time, no matter what. Injuries are 100% part of the game. Every team in America deals with injuries, yet there are some teams that deal with more <laughs> injuries yeah. than and, other teams. And there's some teams that, when they do deal with injuries, there's no drop-off because they have depth, right? And and their backups come in, and you don't. They don't skip a beat. Not everybody can be Alabama and Ohio State. Exactly, fact. So yeah, that. So so what I'm saying is that under BYU circumstances, um, and, and and some other schools too, not just because of BYU, but when you don't have depth, and then when that's a a problem for you then those injuries hurt 10 times more yes. than an average team. And speaking of a win-loss record, those injuries have a much more catastrophic effect. It's just a harsh reality. Yep, it is. It is. And but- BYU football right now, I can tell you what, Kalani Satake's first mission right now is to build depth. Yeah, got to. You talk to got him, to. that is it. Like So that they can avoid situations like they are dealing with right now. Exactly. But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, man, it's, it's football, another opportunity for these guys to play. And it all starts w- with Thursday night football. And Bronson Kufusi and the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. they played the Miami Dolphins and the man who keeps them so fresh and so clean, the team barber, John Denny. <laughs> <laughs> the long snapper. Yes, the long snapper. That's tonight at 825 Eastern. 13 seasons. In the team, NFL for man. John Denny. He's the long snapper. Not doing He's anything. He's figured it out. Getting He's re- figured it out, he, Brian. He, I messed up. I should have been a long snapper. I think you got to be like 5'11". You could have had a nice career. <laughs> man. Hey, hair. you would have been in a unique place. <laughs> the only 5'6 long snapper right, ever. Right. That, pro- that definitely would have been <laughs> a strategic disadvantage. They could just jump over me and not get the penalty. The BYU basketball Cougar tip-off entertained us on BYU TV Sports last night. Streaming it on BYUtv.org and the YouTube page. The blue team, composed of returning players, defeated the white team, newcomers, 88-68. And the blue team, led by this guy. Two and a half minutes into this. Yoli Childs! Okay. TJ Hawes finds Yoli Childs. Ah, yes. There were three lobs about ten minutes into the game. All to Yoli Childs, who finished with 23 points. Man, he's fun to watch. I just want some Yoli, 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 and uh, that was Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Did that remix? Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh. Yeah, clip that off. Ooh, clip that wee. off for the people. Brian Logan, it's good to have you back, man. Hey. Good to have you back Happy in Studio be, yeah. B. Uh, head coach Dave Rose liked not only what he saw in the lob game, but pretty much overall last night. I think when you you take the pieces of what we saw here, I think we can put together uh, a team that can be pretty competitive. So uh, I like, uh, you know, I, I just like the feel and the pace, and I thought the guys stayed within themselves. BYU took a lot of good shots, smart basketball, fun style. We will discuss what we like the most 
and we may or may not overreact a little bit to what happened in the Cougar tip-off. By the way, BYU travels to face New Mexico in a key exhibition matchup in the pit Friday to raise money for victims of Hurricane Harvey in the Houston area. Yeah, so if you guys are out there, go and, and support. Go, buy a go, ticket. Buy All a ticket of the proceeds support. go to help that. Go in for something good. It, but, and also, if you guys are here, go and support the, the BYU women's soccer uh, team. Oh, well, no, they're not here. They're on the road. If you're in Spokane. Yeah, Spokane. Yeah, if you're in Spokane, go ahead and, uh, and support them. They face Gonzaga tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. And the Cougars are fighting to continue their undefeated series against the the Zags, something that you wish would happen with uh, basketball, right? Hey, listen, and there are some coaching ties there. (laughs) BYU's former assistant, now the head coach at Gonzaga. Shout out to Coach Chris. What's up, man? Hey, Coach. Yeah, 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 here we go. <laughs> here we go. Them is, hey, them, them is the most subtle fighting words I've I've ever heard you speak, Spencer. No, Chris Watkins has done a fantastic <laughs> job for that Gonzaga program. Got their first top 25 win in 10 years up there. He's doing good things. This is uh, an intriguing matchup for sure. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Tip-off takeaways. Shall we discuss basketball today, Brian? Let's do it. It seems like basketball has returned just at the right time for BYU fans. And there was new energy. There was this infusion of excitement last night in the Marriott Center watching a new-look BYU basketball team. Not so much because it's all new faces, but just the way they play and will play and want to play this season compared to last year no more inside out no more called set plays every possession just kind of a free-flowing style of BYU basketball it was fun to watch and naturally we like to overreact a little bit so Brian for today's Twitter question why not ask everyone what's your number one overreaction after last night's BYU basketball cougar tip-off and, Brian, I want you to answer the question first. What's okay. your overreaction? Dave Rose wins the coach of the year. <laughs> Yay! Wait, 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 wait. National or West Coast Conference? What, national, man? What you mean? <laughs> we ain't playing for second place, Spencer. I thought this was. <laughs> we are not playing for the conference championship. Brian, I am going to mandate that you bring that back to West Coast. We want a national. Okay, I'm a I'm a backpedal, backpedal plant. Yes, I'm gonna drive and I'm gonna go ahead and say, please, WCC. So yeah, (laughs) Dave Rose wins West Coast Conference Coach of the Year of the Year, man. I mean, you look at BYU and the tradition and and the expectations and and BYU being down and look some disappointing losses and and you come in have a have a have a new coach you have. Returning players, which is always a challenge with missionaries, and you get the team to rally together, pick up the offense the way you want to, play style on defense, and go to the tournament and the tournament championship game and win! Wow. And win. That's how you get the coach of the year. That's what he's going to do. BYU is going to win the West Coast Conference tournament? It's not even a a bold prediction. It's (laughs) It's just... Just pick one, it's Brian. Just, it's not a bold prediction. You laid out like seven. It's, it's what is going to, it's what's going to happen. I mean, you started with the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year, which is it's nice. It's all under the same umbrella. After so. a, after a <laughs> inter-squad scrimmage in late October, 
to decipher that Dave Rose is going to win the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year. That now that's bold, man. That that is an overreaction. I would love for that to happen. Hey, you know, you know, another thing that 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 Ben Bagley, our producer, mentioned too, um, was was having watching Dave Rose putting his arm around the players, coaching them up, and then still you know laughing with them, coming away with smiles. And, and you can tell that just the the, the kids, man. They, they 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 look up to Dave Rose. They like him. You hear even former players talk about it the same way. So to to have, you know, kind of it's that atmosphere and that presence where you can get coached and still, you know, uh, have a players coach. I mean, that's that's a that's something special for players to have. I don't disagree. I know. So what about you, Spencer? My overreaction, and I don't know how much of an overreaction this really is because I've been on the Yoli train for a while. Yoli Childs is the best individual player in the West Coast Conference. Ooh. 11 for 16 shooting last night, 23 points, 7 rebounds, had a couple of assists, a block. He's so bouncy. Oh, my goodness. He can Explosive. fly all over the floor. Explosive, man. He, he, was, he was something somebody that I think surprised me. I think we all knew he was going to take steps. But, the, but I would say the steps that he took were probably maybe – Maybe 10 steps. If we all expected him to take two or three, I think he took 10 steps. And, and just more with his confidence. I mean, every time he got the ball, he knew what he was doing. And, and I say this all the time. When you have confidence in yourself and your ability within the system and the scheme, you play 20 billion times faster because you know what you're doing. Absolutely. And, and, and it reminded me of a defensive end. And I sorry, I got to put this correlation because I'm a football player. Football is life, even though I like basketball now. So, <laughs> so like a defensive end on the speed rush. And, and just having an arsenal of tools of what he's going to do, right? Am I going to bull rush? Am I going to do a spin? Am I going to take him up the field? Whatever the case is. And a good defensive end going against an offensive tackle that he knows he can dominate, he doesn't think about it. He doesn't hesitate. So it's ten times faster, and you keep the offensive tackle on the feet. That's how I felt like what he did every time he got the post or if he was having up high uh, doing, doing a pick and roll. He knew exactly what he wanted to do, where his open players are at. I mean – Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, it got me excited. So excited, Spencer, I forgot that we were 1-7 on the football team. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I'm, that's the biggest I, overreaction of the day. I woke up, no lie, I woke up and I was like, oh, yeah, wait, we are, shoot, we're 1-7. <laughs> what the heck happened? I've been thinking about basketball. Hey, right, no, literally, yes, I've been thinking about basketball. What in the world is going on? Again, I don't know that that's that much of an overreaction. Tell me if you want to on Twitter, I don't care, come at me. Who's a better individual player in the West Coast Conference right now compared to Yoli Childs? And I can throw out some names. Jock Landale is the dude from St. Mary's. But if you were playing Yoli Childs one-on-one against Jock Landale, Who's the better player? You make the see. You make the great. I make this great. This point with everybody. Who's the better player? In any sport, how you can tell if somebody's an athlete? This is even football. Football player versus football player. How somebody's a better athlete? Put them one-on-one. On a basketball court. It could be soccer player. You could talk about LeBron and somebody else. Play soccer, different sport, whatever. Put them one-on-one on the basketball court and see who wins. That, figure to me, it out there. that's how you can figure out who has the, the, the better athleticism. Like, I'm not talking about a team. St. Mary's is loaded as a team. Gonzaga will be loaded as a team. But individual athletes, I don't think anybody on Gonzaga's team is a better individual athlete basketball player than Yoli Childs. Jonathan Williams, good player for Gonzaga. I'll take Childs. Josh Perkins, good player for Gonzaga. 
I'll take Yoli Childs. Who's better than him? I think he's the best individual player in the West Coast Conference. And yes, that has been solidified a little bit after the Cougar tip-off. So if you want to call that an overreaction after an inter-squad scrimmage, fine with me. You watch what happens this season in the West Coast Conference. Tell him, Spencer. We have some more key takeaways that we will discuss later in the program, including what a backup point guard could do for BYU. Talking about depth, Brian. Is there really that much drop-off this year at the point guard position? Jashir Hardnett, the real deal? Jashir. We will discuss that. Also, smart shots on offense is a really, really nice trend. Tell us what you think. What's your number one overreaction after the BYU basketball Cougar tip-off last night? At Jossie underscore 08 says, The team got better even after losing Eric Mika. Mm, Maybe... They are better without Eric. <laughs> hmm, hmm. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, NFL Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick. What would he say to Kalani Satake in a one-on-one interview all alone in a room? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you with us on a Thursday. This is BYU Sports Nation nationally simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We call it Radio Vision. Conversation happening right now on our good friend, the Twitter machine. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. That number of followers growing every day. We want more. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yes. We want some Mm more. We want some more. Tune in this Mm -hmm. Saturday as David Nixon and myself and a couple other guys. Get you ready for BYU hosting San Jose State right here on BYU TV. But you can't include me in that? Coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern. I did include you. You're some of the other guys. Really? You're, gr- <laughs> You're grouping wow. me with Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler. What's no, this team I, desk? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say that. You said that. I just said other guys. Brian. If you want to group yourself in there, Spencer, you can. No, I'm just playing. Spencer. After everything. That was, we did that on purpose, man. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> I but no, but no, no, that. no, but no, really, though. Tune in to the class of uh, Team Des and Team Booth because we are going to win again. Team Des. Countdown to kickoff, 2 Eastern, noon Mountain Time on Saturday, all day football on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today centering on BYU basketball following the Cougar tip off last night. What's your number one overreaction after watching the Cougar tip off last night at Jelly Belly Kelly? Nice. Tweets in. Ryland Bergerson and Zach Selyus will help BYU average 60% or better from the three-point line. Wow, Mom! I'll take 40% plus from the three-point line. And, and listen, Bergerson and Selyus are shooters. Selyus, notably, shot 50% from the three-point line his freshman year. That dude is ready to shoot, Jack. He is back and ready to go. I'm ready to go, too. I'm ready. I'm ready to be front court... And center for all the BYU basketball games, man. Number one fan. It's time to light up the Marriott Center. Mm -hmm. It's time to light up Studio B. And we welcome in our good friend and Super Bowl champion coach, Brian Billick, BYU football alumnus. Joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Follow him at Coach Billick on Twitter. Coach, great to have you with us. Now, we'll start here. What do you look for from a team when they're in a situation like BYU, when – for all intents and purposes, everything kind of looks lost at this point. Well, what's not lost and what you look for as a coach and as a player individually, 
is, are you getting better? And, and that's really the job of the coaching staff and the players themselves. What we do collectively, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get better and, and we'll win some games. But more importantly, rather than get all caught up with that, am I getting better individually? Every day at practice, what is it you need to get better at? Because that's the only way this team's going to get turned around. And if you get caught up too much with just the outcome, and I know this is an outcome business, so to speak, um, are, are we getting better? And that, that's, that sounds awful simplistic, but on day-to-day, meeting-to-meeting, practice-to-practice, are you getting better? How do you, how do you get better, and are you getting better? And that ultimately will, will bring this team back around to winning. Coach, I've been I've been saying that and voicing my opinion that this the game of football it is that that simple. So you know I, I agree with you one hundred percent. But but when it comes to something that is a little bit more challenging as a coach, as far as outside uh, outside noise and and just everything surrounding the program, you know, players on on Twitter or, or social media, um, you know, uh, the the media that's in the in in, in the local area that's that's. Uh, you know, reporting on the team. How do you, as a coach, help block out that noise? Well, that's part of the challenge, even in the NFL now. And as I do my radio shows, we're beginning those same types of conversations with certain teams. Well, where are we going? Uh, should we make a coaching change? What's wrong with this team? Now, obviously, in the NFL, it, it is all about the outcome, and, and those conversations are going to be had. Uh, and then at the end of the year, we'll make our normal changes in the way we go about it. Uh, and college ball, not that much different. But as a coach, particularly in today's game, where there is just so much of it, the criticisms aren't any harsher than they've been. There's just so much more of it and so many more avenues. It is a challenge. And, again, it's a day-by-day. Can you hold it at arm's length? When the players are in the building, you can control that. You, the, you can, it's easier to stay focused on the task at hand. What do we got to do this week? Are we getting better? It's when they're away from the building. And even in pro ball, I mean, these guys have lives. They, you know, they go home and their wives and girlfriends and aunts and uncles and parents are chipping in. They hear on the radio. They go to the cleaners or they go to the, 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 the shop and people are questioning and, well, what about this? What about that? And everybody chipping away. That, that's, you just have to learn how to hold that at arm's length recognize it's going to go on, that they, at the end of the day, are just opinions. That's all they are. They're not fact. They're not experts. At the end of the day, you're the only one that knows what's going on. Well, I'm talking about when you're a coach, when you're a player, because uh, you're living it. And you got to remember, in this instant, you're the expert. Everybody's going to have an opinion, and you just got to find that emotional place to where you can hold it at arm's length and not let it emotionally affect you. Coach, you you bring up a, a a very good point as far as you know their opinions don't don't matter. You know they're not the expert, and and Bronco did that with us, um, and he kind of just hit hit us over the head with with that statement. So much so to where I think a lot of people outside of the 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 uh, the program, either fans and even reporters, um, you know, kind of felt that it was it was in a rude way, right? That that. Hey, right. this you know this is a kind of an arrogant you know uh, type of way that you're going about this, um, but w- w- from what you're saying, I mean, it sounds like that is probably the best route to go. I mean, what, how do you, how would you manage that as far as well? Do yeah. we give them some here, or, or do we just say you know who cares about them? It's all about us, and and their opinions sucks. Right. 
Well, let, let me be clear now, and I, and, and, and I want, I'm sound like a coach now because I'm going to quote me here. It's all right. It's all right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a player, so it's okay. We have, we have this relationship right. already established. Sorry, Spencer. That's right. It, it's, not, it, it's not that it doesn't matter. Don't get me wrong. The view of the fans and of the alumni and everybody in the media and everybody, it does matter. It is a factor. You can't, uh, you can't be so naive as to think that it has nothing to do with what's going on. The question is, is how are you going to deal with it? Mm. And you recognize, look, you're there. You're there every day. You see what's going on. You see what the effort is. You see how they're getting better. And it doesn't mean that the criticisms aren't real. I'll tell you a true story. When we were on our Super Bowl run, people, again, remember, we had a four-game losing streak. And you get, you get letters. Okay, Uh, when you're losing, keep in mind now in in the NFL, one loss is the same as a five game losing streak in the NBA, a 10 game losing streak in in uh, 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 in uh, uh, Major League Baseball. So, you know, you lose 30, 40 games in a row, you're going to get letters. And it's the kind you got to, you know, with the cut up magazine titles and you got to put them in water to make sure they're not going to explode on you. I mean, I had, I had one letter um, that during our tough spent where it was like 10, 11 pages and it, very well laid out from like a lawyer, an accountant, very, very logical, very neat. And I've got to tell you, he had some legitimate points in there. And, but at the end, he said, look, you know, I don't want to waste my time because at the end of the day, you're just a, a dumb SOB. Wow. Okay. All right. So, okay. When you got to take the slings there, well, we go on a living game, living game winning streak and end up in the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 35. So I come back and, and now my, the tone of my mail is a little bit different. And there's a letter from this guy. I know it's the same guy, same letterhead, same thing. So I figure, <laughs> okay, this is what it's about. This is, you know, this is your, okay, fair is fair, the criticism before, but now I open it up, true story, had one line in it. It said, don't get cocky, you're still a dumb SOB. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have to recognize, you know, everybody is going to have that opinion, some more legitimate than others, and you got to recognize where that fits, take the criticisms, the constructive criticism where you can, but you can't. You, and I understand where, where Bronco was going with it, and it's us against the world. That's fine to a degree, but if you burr up to the point where where truly um, you, you're shutting everything out and you're you're disrespecting the view of those that love the program and follow the program, now now you're heading on a path you don't want to be. Oh, that's an instant classic story, yeah. Coach. Yeah. Highly entertaining stuff right there. And I know that you're very active on Twitter and Facebook right now. I can imagine that you have some naysayers now and again on Twitter as you put out takes <laughs> on a week-to-week basis. Do you not? Yeah, and, and keeping in mind that, that, uh, that mine, like everybody else, is just an opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it may be a well-informed opinion. It may be an opinion after 40 years in this business. <laughs> I saw a great line the I saw a great line the other day that, that uh, said uh, it was the thing about when you get old, the things that you do. And one that I really liked was, yes, I talk to myself because I occasionally need an expert opinion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, use that so, one. yeah, I mean, but there again, and I tell people all the time when I was doing games that, that when my broadcast partner, whoever it was, got done saying, okay, so-and-so went off tackle for five yards, it's second and five, that everything from that point on, from me, from him, from the coach, from the player, from anybody, is just an opinion. 
It's just an observation. Maybe some more valid, more circumspect, uh, more v- valid than others, uh, and some not. But that's, you know what? That's the great thing about this game. It's why it's so popular. Everybody loves to chip in on it. Uh, you just got to find that right spot. At the end of the day, is it going to help me get better? That's what I would counsel coaches and players all the time is, okay, you're going to get drawn up into it, and that's fine. It can be motivating and instructional to a certain degree. But the question is, the time I'm spending listening to or engaging in this, is this going to make me better? And if the answer is yes, if it's going to incite you, challenge you, bring a sharper focus, that's great. But if it's a distraction, if it emotionally wears you out, then it's not going to help you get better. There's no profit in that. That's where you got to draw the line. 40 years of coaching experience with us on BYU Sports Nation right now. Brian Billick back on the show. Coach, if you're in a room one-on-one right now with BYU head coach Kalani Satake, what would you say to him? Oh, boy, this is a tough spot. We've all been here as a coach. Uh, you got to hold on to the things that you love about the game. I found, and all but a later stage in my career, obviously, and I see it in coach after coach, there comes a point sometimes, particularly when you've been in it a long time, that just what we're talking about, to hold off the lows, that when you're losing, it is tough. I never slept a single minute the night after a loss. Oh. And it's debilitating. Whereas no matter how I tried to rationalize it and say, no, this isn't good, and create my I, – I just did You'd run through every play of the game, and it's counterproductive. And you find that in order to hold off the devastating lows – you don't appreciate the highs or the things why you're in the profession. You get in that middle gray twilight, that middle ground of, well, I don't want to get too low, so I'm not going to get too high. You're not enjoying yourself, and, and you can't get there. If you get to that point, then it's time to get into some other profession. So you got to embrace the good things, embrace the highs, recognize the lows, but you got to have the discipline to put that in a position where you find that it's, if it's not instructional, if it's not helpful, I got to find a place to hold that at arm's length because then I'm not servicing my players. And as a head coach right now, that's his number one job to, to ser- be the servant leader, serve your team. And you're not serving your team. If you become so emotionally worn out, if you make it about you and you get so worn out and emotionally distraught over it, now you're not now you truly aren't doing your job as a head co- head coach. You got to hold on to those things that you love about the profession. Brian Billick with us on BYU Sports Nation, coach. Uh, let's finish with an NFL question centering on Kyle Van Noy, who is leading the New England Patriots in tackles right now, and it seems like there is this resurgence for their defense after what was not good early in the season from New England. What role does Kyle Van Noy play in that resurgence? Oh, it's huge. You know, it's, it goes go back to, to, to the Belichickian, do your job, and he's doing his job. They're playing better defense. They're not giving up as many big plays. They're not having as many bonehead errors in the back end. I did a special on it on my coach playbook, which I do every Wednesday at 6 o'clock on the NFL Network, showing where a couple times a game they were just leaving themselves vulnerable. And against good quarterbacks, they were finding that vulnerability. Um, they're not, I don't know whether it's because they're doing a little less they're not taking as many chances. Uh, they're playing much better in the front seven. They're not leaving themselves vulnerable on the back end, and Carl Van Noy is a good example of it. They're more productive on the first and second down, 
hence Tim obviously leading the league in tackles. And and it's funny how the New England Patriots now are kind of under the radar, aren't they? This yeah. is the team everybody they were going to go seventeen and zero and you know uh, walk into the Super Bowl and this that and the other. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, no, they're over the hill. Tom Brady can't play. Yada yada yada. They're they're loving it right now because you know there's a lot of good teams playing a lot of good football. They're kind of under the radar, and I'm, I'm thinking they kind of like that position. Absolutely. Coach, uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. We appreciate the time. And uh, check out his show, Playbook on NFL Network, Wednesdays at 6 Eastern. Really good, informative stuff. We'll look for more of your hot takes on Twitter, and I promise we won't send any shade your way. (laughs) Sounds good, man. All right, thanks, Coach. Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. What a wealth of knowledge that we have access to on a weekly basis basis that's that's why we are great spencer that's why we are undefeated <laughs> that's the dude man that is the dude yes more of our hot takes from byu basketball's cougar tip-off coming up plus two-on-one with sione takitaki why is he not overreacting to a one and seven record for byu football i just want a yoli 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 and a dab spencer <laughs> yo diggity Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Nobody knows it better than this man, Brian Logan. Holler. Tomorrow on BYU TV, it's a top 25 matchup as yep. the eighth-ranked BYU women's volleyball team hosts 18th-ranked San Diego at the Smithfield House. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. Write her on BYU TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> throwback. That's, that's right. a throwback, Brian. That's right, man. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football working for that elusive second win this season. The Cougars hoping Saturday's San Jose State game will provide just that. Coverage of the game begins Saturday at 2 Eastern on BYU TV with Countdown to Kickoff featuring myself and some other guys. <laughs> Nice. Hey, man, when you have the power, use it. I appreciate it. By the way, Troy Warner, defensive back, sophomore, reported that he will miss the rest of the season on his Instagram account, Get Better Troy. Thursday night, NFL football featuring Bronson Kafusi and the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Miami Dolphins and Team Barber John Denny tonight at 8 p.m. or 8.25 p.m. Eastern. John Denny. Man. 13 years, man. 13 Making years. Making that NFL money, long snapper. Yeah, and cutting hair. That's, Doing really, it right. that's really weird. He's probably charging – those guys like so three hundred, three hundred dollars per cut. Like you can afford it, man. Don't, 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 don't tell me. Don't I know, me. right? <laughs> I know what you make. BYU basketball and the Cougar tip-off last night, entertaining us on the BYU TV Sports stream on BYUTV.org. The blue team, made up of returning players, defeated the white team, largely newcomers, eighty-eight sixty-eight. And guess what? Yoli Childs can still jump really high. Two and a half minutes into this. Yoli Childs! Okay. TJ Hawes finds Yoli Childs. One of three alley-oop dunks in the first half for Yoli Childs. He led all scores with 23 points. Cougars face New Mexico in an exhibition tomorrow to raise money for Hurricane Harvey victims. BYU women's soccer is on the road this week facing Gonzaga tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. The Cougars fight to continue an undefeated series against the Zags. Mm, they'll have to do so against former associate head coach Chris Watkins, mm. who is now the head man in Spokane for Gonzaga. Watch Good out, luck Chris. to the ladies. Watch out, Chris. You know what? We've talked a lot about overreacting today based on what we saw from the BYU basketball team last mm. night, and it's been fun. Yep. On the BYU football side, Sione Takitaki 
has been a guy that has brought his game consistently day in and day out. And despite the Cougars dealing with a 1-7 and record for the first time since 1968, he is choosing not to overreact. But why? BYU football all-access, two-on-one with the defensive end Sione Takitaki. Sione, the word of the week is aggression or aggressive. That was what Kalani Satake said yesterday. In your mind, what does an aggressive BYU football team look like against San Jose State on Saturday? Um, I think we look good. You know, we need to attack practice, you know, aggressively and um, attack film. So, um, so that we can come out on Saturday and perform the way we want to. But, um, yeah, I like Coach's mindset. That's kind of all our mindset, you know. Like I talked to you guys before, you know, last week. But, um, yeah, we're still positive. We're going to attack every week. Um, like, you know we're not going to roll over and die. So we're going to attack every week. Does that like mean you're go- you're blitzing more, you're going crazy? Like, is this good, this good news for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good news. Um, we'll, we'll be blitzing, um, having Fred off the edge and things like that. But, yeah, man, we're going to attack everything. We need to, you know. So change the little things, but we'll be good. More Fred is mo better to me. Uh, what will be more aggressive Saturday, uh, your mustache or the defense? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think they could beat this little mustache I got going. <laughs> 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 no, this one. Uh, but I, I think our defense is going to keep performing uh, well. But uh, we just need to be consistent all the way down to the, you know to the, to the last second and fourth quarter. So um, yeah, I think our defense is going to do really good. What's the message from your coaches this week, specifically on the defensive side of the ball? Like, where where do they want you to get better? Um, me? So there were some plays that I didn't finish against ECU. You know, we could have had some quarterback sacks, but um, just didn't get there or lunge out or, or uh, jump out and um, dive at, at the quarterback to, you know, kind of minimize those long passes that they had that uh, converted. But, um, yeah, little things like that, actually finishing the play um, when we run our games and just one-on-one you know, matches with me and against all the tackles. Which Laker player do you feel you're most uh, closely related to athletically in, in Laker history? And don't, don't say George Mike, and that's not a good one. Uh, I would have to go with the great Kobe Bryant. Yeah, you know, everyone, whoa. Everyone wants to be like Kobe Bryant, so uh, I feel like um, I got a lot to work on, but who wouldn't want to be, you know, like Kobe Bryant? I was thinking like Eddie Jones. <laughs> What do you think? I think so. I, I Flasher, yeah. to the rim, defender. Yeah. I like it. I'll take Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Yeah. Okay, yes, Eddie sir. Jones or Sione Mamba, whatever. <laughs> Sione Mamba. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> what do you know about San Jose State at this point in the week? Um, so, you know, they're a spread team. Um, you know, they throw a lot of bubbles. Uh, struggled on that a little bit last week, but we need to be prepared for that, for the little bubble routes and um, zone reads and, and uh, the power, you know, running plays. So kind of they're just a spread team, so we got to be prepared at all corners, you know, of um, from our D-line down back to our safeties. Uh, we're going to just keep preparing, you know, be kind of like it'll be a guessing game. You know, you just got to prepare yourself for, for everything because um, – uh, Nothing that Sione Mamba can't handle. Sione Mamba, Mamba can handle it. Um, you've been asked a lot of the same questions because during this losing streak, it's like, what are you going to do differently? What question do you want to be asked right now? Um, you know. It's a question about a question. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't really know, but um, we need to win. That's basically it. Um, we need to win. We need, we need to win now. And um, I think San Jose, we can, we can pull it off and just get on the right path again. What do you want more, a win this week or for the Lakers to make the playoffs this year? Win this week, man. 
I would want to win this week. I care less about the Lakers. You know, I'm kind of worried about me and my teammates right now. But, yeah. But you also want the Lakers to but make I the playoffs. I want the Lakers to go yeah, to the okay. playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I was but like, yeah. Why are you wearing the hat then? Come on. But BYU first, though. You know. <laughs> yes. I'm here. You know. So. No, for sure. We made a fun connection before. You're from Fontana, same hometown as Jamal Williams. Um, tell us about how well you knew him and if you played against Jamal Williams growing up. Yeah, so uh, I, didn't, I didn't really um, know Jamal personally, but but my sophomore year in high school, my team uh, played him in a in a championship game against some in high school against him. So, um, you know, be, me being Mormon and, like, all our family being Mormon, you know, we knew he was committed to BYU and going there. So it was kind of fun to play against him. But, um, yeah, I saw Jamal today at practice and uh, just happy for him, you know what I mean, to come out of that area and come out of that section. So, yeah, yeah we're for him. He's in town for the game this he's week with his mom, Nicole. Does he have any eligibility? That's the question. <laughs> right? oh, <laughs> throw, we need to throw him in there, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll run some snaps. But, yeah. yeah, it was good to see him. Now, now, who won that championship game? Oh, so, yeah, Jamal then won. Uh, I don't know. I think Jamal had two touchdowns that game. Mm. Um, just a stud, but you know, if you were playing defense, what he had at two touchdowns? Yeah, he, I, I actually was, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's where it means. But no, yeah, he was just a stud all, all over the play. He was all over the field, uh, you know, lining up at right receiver to running back. So wow. it was good to play against him. Uh. He made a tackle Sunday in special teams. So, uh, so does he need to give any advice to you or anybody about tackling? Yeah, he probably knows. He's playing at the highest level. He probably can give me a couple pointers. Hey, wrap up this way, man. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. What was his message to you, and, and has he talked to the team? I and mean, what, what's the interaction been like with Jamal? Oh, yeah, I've, uh, um, he's been talking to, like, Squally and some of the players. I, I, sometimes I'll be in Squally's uh, hotel room playing video games, so um, he'll be on FaceTime with Jamal, and he's just telling us, you know, keep our heads up and, and keep fighting, you know. Um, season, you know, is not over, you know, so we're going to keep fighting. We're not going to lay over and die, you know. So we've got another week to play football, and that's exciting. All right, Sione. Good stuff. Sione Mamba. Sione Mamba. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I wish. I, I need a lot to work on. Every time you start one of these interviews, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you never know, man. We're throwing you curveballs, dude. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm a real nervous guy. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys are throwing all this at me. I'm trying to catch it while I'm thinking in my head. Whoa. You're just getting, ready, uh, getting you ready for Saturday. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the time. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for having me again. Sione Takitaki, the Sione Mamba. I thought he was pretty quick on his feet, Brian. He was, man. He was very, very quick, dude. I like that name, especially. Um, coming up, why BYU basketball has a very good situation with depth on the guard line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> transfer from Chipola College, Brian. Yeah. You know a thing or two about being a junior college transfer. Mm-hmm. Plus, where in the world is former NCAA men's volleyball player of the year, Taylor Sander? And what is he doing? This I is BYU Sports yoli, Nation. Yoli, yoli. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Sharp. And if you guys missed BYU football with Kalani Satake on Tuesday, don't worry. You are in luck. You can watch it right after this episode of BYU Sports Nation. An emotional moment when Kalani yeah. came into the studio, saw his entire staff and about 30 BYU football players. Pretty cool, man. Worth the watch. Let's talk. I, I think it's time, Brian. It is time. We play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal. No Deal. Brought to you by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one. The one and only, just one question for you guys Ooh. today. 
The play, big deal, no deal. The play of Jasheer Hardnett last night in the Cougar tip-off. Who is Jasheer Hardnett? For those that didn't see him and are not familiar with him, he is a point guard junior college transfer from Chipola College out of Mariana, Florida, and he is a guy that BYU has not featured on their roster, at least in terms of style of play, maybe ever. Yeah, man. This is this is the biggest deal ever, and it's, and not because he's five six like me, and you know well, he's taller than he's, five six, he's, Brian. Uh, you know we 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 have the same background, man. You know not LDS, <laughs> no minority, uh, junior college, and you know what? I, I was just like you, Spencer, when I saw that. I was like, wait a minute, this is he. This is a point guard. He's fast. He's quick. This, this is BYU football. This is basketball. This is BYU basketball. I, I was I was shocked to see the type of you know, athlete that, 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 that he is, um, you know, on the basketball court. Because I've only been around the program for, what, since 2009, and I, I just can't remember a player like that, somebody who is fast and quick, um, you know, great lateral movement, can drive and get to the basket and absorb the contact and still be able to finish at the rim, man. I, I, I think the biggest thing that I was impressed with more than anything was – him being able to still take control and, and, and lead the white team back, not to a victory, but uh, to make it close, to make it a game. So, I mean, all the way, all the way down, man, um, I, I, I'm, I, I really appreciate it, you know, his, his play and him coming here. Another guy that's 5'6", junior class transfer. It is a big deal he's not 5'6". <laughs> it is a big deal, and it's headlined by our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jasheer Hardnett went 8 for 8 from the free throw line. And you think, okay, cool, he shot 8 free throws. The dude has a knack of getting a defender on his hip and creating contact and fouls. And if it doesn't result in a foul, he gets to the hoop and scores a layup. He's a physical, quick point guard, and he's a fantastic on-ball defender. He reminds me of, do you remember a guy named Jarrell Blassingame from UNLV? Just stocky, physical, hard-nosed scorer who takes good shots, makes good passes. I like Jasheer Hardnett. Him coming off the bench is a very good thing for this BYU basketball team. And guess what? What? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. He gets to play an actual game in how many days? Countdown to the Delta Devils. 16 days. Countdown to the Delta Devils at 16 days for BYU basketball, where it really counts on the record. Brian, it was fun last night. Offense ran with purpose. purpose. We haven't even talked about Eli Bryant. He's healthy. He looks really good. Everybody looks good, man. I mean, I'm telling you, it's a good good feeling, dude. And I think the biggest thing you said was – Running the offense with a purpose. With a purpose. Let's go. Where in the world is former volleyball American, All-American Taylor Sander, and Cougars on the PGA Tour back to work? This is BYU Sports Nation. I see, I see that part. The Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. I got you. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Brian Billick and Sione Takitaki, Sione Mamba. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Watch us whip it. Watch us, Nene. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. 
football. BYU football host San Jose State on Saturday. Coverage begins 2 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV with countdown to kickoff. Uh, of note, Troy Warner will miss the rest of the season due to injury. Praying for you, Troy. Get better soon. Cougars in the NFL. Thursday night NFL football featuring Bronson Kafusi and the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Miami Dolphins and team barber John Denny. That's a real thing. Yeah. Tonight, 825 Eastern. Men's basketball. BYU basketball Cougar tip-off happened last night. The blue team returning starters defeated the white team, new players, 88-68. Yoli Childs led all scorers with 23 points. Headline by a few lob dunks. Mm-hmm. Soccer. BYU's women's team on the road to face their former associate head coach Chris Watkins and Gonzaga, 11 Eastern, trying to continue that undefeated series against the Zags. Tennis. Men's tennis will compete in the Southern California Intercollegiate Championship held at USC's David X. Mark Stadium starting today through the 28th. Golf. BYU men's golf competing in the Pacific Invitational held at the Reserve at Spanos Park alongside 18 other teams. Play begins at 11 a.m. Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Segler is four under par and tied for fourth. Through 15 holes in the first round of the Sanderson Farms Championship. Daniel Summerhays even par through 13. Cougars overseas. Taylor Sander with the Volleylube Italy teams plays tonight against Revivre Milano. Viva Italia! Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Helper. You need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to BYU basketball, Brian. Because you know what? BYU fans are spoiled. And I waited till the end of the show to bring this up. When a team wins 22 games, mm-hmm. and that's considered by some a disappointment. Tell them, Spence. Tell them. Tell them. Think about that. Mm-hmm. That's not a disappointment. No, it's, not. it's because you're spoiled and you're used to 25 wins a year and you going spoiled. to the NCAA tournament. You spoiled. We not spoiled. You spoil. It's I'm a, nuts I'm to a, think that that was a bad season. I'm a, I want to get the rise out to um, the WCC Coach of the Year, Dave Rose. All right. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day answering the overreaction from last night's Cougar tip-off from at Dave underscore Platt. National champs! Hey. It's online yes. Brian Logan. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand on BYUSN.com. For Brian, I am Spencer. Shout-out to Kresimir Chosich. We'll see you tomorrow.